Great morning, everybody. Great morning. My partner's come out of his hiatus. How you doing, CC? Hey, good morning, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's uh, what's up, man? How you, how you been? I'm back, man. Um, back like I was never gone. I'm good. You know, life's good. Staying busy in Minnesota. Um, lots of things going on, but yeah, what did I miss? How how did everything go? Oh, it was it was good. Um, yeah, we got we got a ton of uh, uh feedback that uh everybody loved loved the wife, Lindsay. Uh, you should appreciate her more, man. I, dude, what? I appreciate my wife, man. What you mean? <laughs> man. But no, a lot of people said you you and show uh should should do something like that too. Just saying. who's a lot of people? What are you talking about? Oh, we just, we just we just got a lot of feedback. Like, oh man, K- Caleb and his wife they should get on do something. Mm. Uh, mm. So yeah, man. Whatever you want to do, man. I mean, that's. Stuff. I never heard any of that. It's the, weird. Well, you were you were gone for like two. Oh, weeks. oh right. You right, missed right. you missed the the wave. So, um. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um. Yeah, it was. You know, I had I had a great week, man. Can't complain. Um. It was a roller coaster week. Uh, you know, praying that we're on the up and up. You know, but um. You just you you live and you learn, man. That's 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 all it is at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, should we get should we get this book review? Let's get into it. One? Let's all get right. into it. All right. So, uh, for the month of November, uh, we read um, the richest man in Babylon. Uh, this was a book that's. That's been on my hot my hot list of books to read. Um, I was mine I was pretty, as well. Yeah, I was pretty uh, impressed with the uh, you know all the gems and the nuggets that were dropped in this in this book. Um, you know, I I think overall, um, just a quick high overview. Um, what I really loved about it is you know, having a purpose for your finances and having like a, like a blueprint or like a set of rules that you have, um, for your money. Um, I mean, it can be anything, I mean, not just money, but like, you you know, it's, it's just, it's common in life today. People don't do a good job of planning, um, planning those big and important things in their life. Like what did, you know, where are they going in five to 10, 15 years? Um, you know, what's the plan for the money this week? Um, where's it going? What's it doing? Th- you know, things like that. So I, it was just great. Um, you know, when he got into the, to the, to the rules, um, it was, it was great. Yeah. I, this was, um, like I said, this was on my list for a long time too, Coop. And I think I had read portions here and there, but I had never, you know, we committed to reading the whole thing. So I think that was, that was good for me. Um, I, sometimes it's easier for me to connect with books that are told in a story for, format. Mm-hmm. And this one was, and, you know, not to give too much away. I mean, a lot of it was save, work hard and don't procrastinate, you know, and there's, 
that's the thousand foot view. Yeah. We'll get into some of our other key things, but overall, like nine out of ten, you know, solid book. I think. I thought. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, we can we can we can get into it. Um, you want to just start with the principles and then maybe get into some of our other things that we liked. Yeah. But the principles is the, really the meat and potatoes. Oh yeah. The, the, the principles are meat and potatoes. So like, just like before we get there, Caleb, just quick. Okay. Um, summary. So there's a, this guy, I think it's, his name is Arkhead or something like that. Mm-hmm. Arkhead, um, Arcade, Ar- yeah. Something you like know, it just kind of started off by him just asking questions. Like, why aren't I happy? Like I work the same way some of these guys work, but why am I not seeing any, any fruit of my labor, you know? And so he just started um, asking questions. And one of the things that he did was found someone that was living a life that he wanted to live and started asking this guy questions, like doing certain things, um, helping him out, asking questions. But I think the big thing is just, he approached this gentleman and asked for advice, like wanted to know what this guy was doing. And what I thought was crazy was, so that was like chapter one, two. Mm-hmm. And then in chapter six, he's already the richest man in Babylon just yep. by applying information. By finding a mentor. Finding a mentor. And doing what they exactly. tell Exactly. By chapter six, he was considered the richest man in Babylon. Um, so where we get into the principles, you know, obviously the king is wondering why Babylon, you know, why there's only a few people that are making all the money and everyone else is like not living great lives. So they call Arkhead and they have Arkhead teach, I think like a, like a hundred teachers or something kind of like how Arkhead got to where he's at, you know, and then that's where the, yep. that's where the principles um, come, come in. Um, there was se- seven principles um, I don't know how, if we want to touch on them. I think let's just kind of go through them one by one. Okay, gotcha. Um, so the, fir- the first principle was keep a tenth of what you make. Um, save money. Save money. Or pay yourself, pay yourself first. first. That's cr- I mean, and a lot of these money gurus, that's, that's one of the things that they teach is, you know, you pay the IRS whatever you pay them, like 20, 30%. Like, so you should be able to put something aside for yourself. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be even 10%. Um, you know, I, th- I think just turning that, that part of your brain or whatever it is when it comes to your finances, being aware of, okay, what do I, what do I need to put aside like to pay me first? And then I can handle the expenses on the back end. I think people, you know, kind of do it backwards, you know, they pay all their expenses and then they either just go spend the rest or they don't have anything really to left over to save. Um, so that was, that was um, the first point. I, I can't stress it enough. I mean, I've, I heard that, you know, for the last 15 years of my life, like, Oh yeah, that's a cool saying pay yourself first. Yeah. Right. And, I didn't start doing it until maybe a year and a half yeah. ago. And I'm kicking myself like, man, yeah, I should have, you know, sooner. started yeah, sooner. No, I hear you. Yep. I hear you. We didn't start doing this until like this year. Like, Huge. like, like being like deliberate, 
about it. Like, every... money hits the account. It's it's my first yep, transfer. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um. Number two. Number two. Contr- number two. Con- yeah, control expenses. Um. It's crazy. I I forget. I forget what the law like the law is, but it's something. I forget what it's called, but it's like every time your income increases, your expenses grow also. It's called the creep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they creep yep, up on and, you. And it was crazy because the, he said a couple of things. So, yeah, expenses grow with income. Desires grow as well, if not left in check. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then one of his points was look at expenses after um, – you know, after you put your 10th aside, you know, and don't touch your 10th, no matter what, like the 10%. Yep. So like, again, it's just, it's just being aware. Like, I, I don't, I don't think he was really saying you need to um, budget. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously you want to be aware, but I, I think when he said, when he was talking about control expenses, like you just want to be aware of what you're spending um you know, are are they things that you need, like need, or are they wants? You know, I mean, nothing yeah. wrong with wants. You know, but just like you know, what's your goal? Like, what's your end goal here? Like, what you know? In the book, he would always talk about people going to the merchants and like, oh, I need to buy this, that, I need to yep. buy that, and and then it was just it was yeah, habitual. Exactly. Exactly. Number three is make that gold multiply invest your money which i know me personally like my number one and mine and number uh, three here are basically the same thing like i take my money that i'm paying myself and i put it in investment accounts right and it's it's gone like you can ask me like it doesn't exist as far as i'm concerned right if i need money yep Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And basically his point here is like, okay, you have this money that you're setting aside this 10th. Um, what are you doing with that 10th? You know, um, mm-hmm. basically making money work for you. Right. Um, you know, one of the things he talked about in this chapter was like, you know, being a borrower, like a, a borrower, I think, or like, or not borrow, but um, kind of like a bank, a, a lender. lender. Exactly. Yep. Um, is one of the ways to do that. Now, obviously, you want to be careful and do your due diligence and stuff like that before you are, you know, loaning money out. Um, which he talks about, you know, later in the book. That's the next point, yeah. actually. The next principle. Yep, yep. Uh, number four. Uh, guard treasures from loss. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, again, like you know, just being aware of where your money is going. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he had a lot of really key, you know, a lot of gems on this point, you know, you know, you want to be able to secure small amounts first before you'll be trusted with bigger amounts. Um, be yep. careful, be careful of bad investments. Um, yep. If they, if they're too good to be true, yeah, they exactly. Are. And then he said, you want to, you know, um, ask, ask for advice from from wise people you know people that are in the same field that you're going in um or doing the investment that you want to get into like you need to make sure you're asking people asking the right people um 
and just you know doing your doing your homework. Uh, but you gotta you gotta guard your money from loss, basically. Yep. Uh, next point. That's by the way. That sounds easier oh, it, than it, it is. But but uh, the, he just you know use your, your common, common sense. sense. Yep. Uh, next point is make uh, make thy dwelling a profitable investment. And so you could even say try to get rid of your biggest expense, which is most people's housing mm-hmm. or rent payment. Yep. Right. Try to get that down. Try to get that low. That'll increase your savings. Your paying off in your cash flow. Paying off your house is not a bad thing to just drive for yep. at all. You'd be surprised about how many people do. Because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I could never pay off my, you know, but it happens. And I, you know? and I, th- I think like people look at it, you know, it's like they look at the whole cake, right? And they're like, I don't know how I'm going to eat that. It's like, yeah, that's so like, true. Just, hey, just start with one slice. <laughs> yep. Just, yeah. just do one, one bite one, at a time. One slice a day, <laughs> you know, or one slice every other day. Like, you know, I was actually thinking about this. Like, I was like looking at what our house, what the number is. And I'm like, you know what? If I could do X amount of payments, like six times or ten times, you know, breaking it down in number of payments you have to do instead of looking at the number as a whole, like breaking it down into like bite-sized yep. chunks, you'll be surprised how easily or quickly you could get your house. Um, paid off but you you know but again you got to have a foundation you know you know as we're going through these principles you got to have you know some sort of control on where your money your expenses like where they're going you know before you can look at some of these bigger bigger things i i would argue or i would say like you know like let's put a little flavor of 2020 on it um if you're gonna buy a house try to buy it as cheap as you possibly can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stay as far below your means as you possibly can. If you're, you know, if this is your first, second house, you know what I mean? Like let so many, I mean, we're taught to like, you deserve the best, right? Yeah. And the best is expensive when it comes to yeah. housing. So I delay that gratification as exactly. long as you can would be yeah. my advice. Um, What's the next one? Ensure yep. future income. Yep. Is that what it is? Yep. I put secure future um, income. Um, you know, I mean, this this can be. You know, you want to be you want to be thinking. You know, a lot of guy, a lot of, you know, a lot of these money gurus. A lot of them say they, how they move now, or like the moves they make, are like they think be on the grave. Like they think like they're dead. Right. And so a lot of the things they do now is so when they're not obviously when they're not here, their family's fine. Like, you know, the you know, whoever is left behind, like it's not like they have to get up and like do all these things, uh, sell all these things, whatever. You know, there's there's a plan and a system when, you, you know, you're not around. Um you know, a lot of guys, that's what they do. Like they get to a certain point, then it becomes, okay, how, how is this going to happen? Like, what's going to happen to my family when I'm gone? Like, is, are they good? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what else do I need to be thinking about? And so 
I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. I mean, as far as securing future income, you know, you, you know, you got real estate, um, you know, buy house, life insurance, yeah. Tr- trust. I mean, companies. I mean, it, it, the list goes on. It, it's yeah. just, it's just what your what your goal what your goal is. You know, um, but yeah, what you find interesting. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. So secure future income, and then num- number seven, um, which. I think ties in well with uh, number uh, one and two, right? So number seven is increased ability to earn. Um, and he broke this down so good and like talked about, you know, you need to have a desire to earn. You know, you don't need to be the the best, obviously, but if you have a desire to earn, that desire naturally will help you increase your skill on whatever job you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. He talks about seeking to learn more of your craft, Um, you know, and then he, he talked about to pay debt debts off fast. Don't buy what you can't pay back. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I mean, increasing your ability to earn, you know, will help with, number one to number two. I mean, if, if you can increase your ability, um, you know, that, that 10th, it obviously then starts to look a lot bigger, you know, as you increase your income. And then at the same time, making sure your expenses don't grow with your income. You, yep. Avoid it's, that creep. It's such a, Cause let me tell you, it's, it's a natural real thing, man. I'm telling you, it's, it is it's real. Natural, Thing. I mean, you even start you even start planning before the money's even there. Like, you, it's crazy. it's crazy. You start looking at your year and like, oh, yep, I'm gonna get a bonus at this time of the year. So we're gonna plan A, B, and C based off something that you haven't received yet. You know, and it's like, it's real, man. It, I'm, I'm, I've been through it. You know, like, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. So, but that's why getting information is so powerful, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was basically, um, you know, that, that was basically the meat, the meat of the book, you know, a couple of chapters, um, down the road, he talks about, um, you know, he's, he's five laws of gold, right? Um, you know, I mean, basically is, 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 you know, the same kind of, the same thing we've just we just discussed but i want to touch on um i feel like in his five laws of gold he touched a little bit more on investing um you know he talked about make sure you invest wisely um and use knowledge of wise men um he talks about don't invest in things you don't understand yeah, that he does. Yep, that, that's yep. a good and one. Then, and then the fifth one was don't invest on just your knowledge or people who aren't wise in the field you're looking in or, you know. And I was just like. Pfft. I think I put out a tweet the other day that was like, if you buy a stock without doing your research, it's like betting on a game of poker without looking yeah, at your yep, cards. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's yeah that that is a good, really good uh he talks about educating yep. yourself, you know, reading books, talking to people, um, 
Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna keep going. Um, yeah, there, so there was one other point in this book, and I like, I had to slow down and like play it over a couple times. Um, I think how the story, like you said, this was a book. It had a couple of stories within stories. I think like how it was. Yep. You yep. Know. Yep. Um, so they talked about this this man who gave his son, um, I think X amount of gold, and said. And told him, don't yep. come back in 10 years, or you'll have 10 years. When you come back, you need to have increased the goal by X amount, right? Um, anyway, so I, the son doesn't do a good job. And so he find, the son finds himself as a slave um, for this, this gentleman. And he's basically, I think it was like an Enoch or, or something. So basically, he was a slave for his wives wives i guess like yep yep that's and right so yep. his job is to escort one of the wives with camels to see her her mom that was dying and so he starts talking to her um the son starts talking to this wife right and um he's he's telling her his story and she's listening right and she said to him um you know, do, do you, it sounds like you have a soul or like, do you have a soul of a slave or a soul of a free man? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, that's different. Like, he, so I was listening. And so like, basically mindset and actions, what do they reveal about the type of soul you have as far as it, when it comes to money or finances, right? Um, talked about you know the soul of a slave right is complainer whiner um victim mentality um but then the soul of a free man looks for problems and opportunities right and it was it was so it was explained so simply and then she was talking about not sitting with certain people not doing things with certain people um if they're not on this association right and i was just yeah like that that hit me bro like that was that was deep like you know my she called she called him out and he he wasn't really happy (laughs) no he 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 was you know what was me this wasn't my fault exactly exactly and she basically said like if you're if you are a free man why don't why don't you go back to because he because he had gotten to a point where he like he had all this debt, had to pay all these people back. Like his wife was like with her, her parents, you know the the son the son now who was a slave like his wife mm-hmm. was with her parents now because he was, you know just didn't really understand how to how to use money. Um, and so the the son who was the slave at the time, the lady just told him like well if you're a free man, you need to go back and attack the debt. Cause the, the debt is, is your enemy. It's not the lenders, the, like the people who borrowed you money. It's not them. It's, it's the debt. And he, she was basically said like, why did you allow this debt to push you out of your home? You know, and she was kind of related. It was kind of relating it to war. You know, you don't just 
allow the enemy to come in your house and and do what they want and leave like you you prepare like you fight you fight back right and so she just told him like hey if, if you're really a, a free man like you say you are you need to you need to go back to Babylon and make it happen man yeah which he, which he ended up you know doing with his renegotiating yep. and he you know back to your point with the cake you know he you know one yep. piece at a time he dug exactly. his way out exactly um yeah man this this was definitely a great a great book I, you know if you if you can get over the uh yeah old time uh yeah, there was a lot of thou and um then <laughs> you know just just it was a, it was a old older book you know it felt like the yeah, king exactly. james bible <laughs> uh um i got a couple tidbits yeah, that i like sure, yeah. um i like when he said don't take advice on finance from a mm. bricklayer mm. you know go to experts it's way too easy for amateurs to um give yep. out advice um, let's see. What else did I have? Um, make sure you ensure future income. We talked about that. Yep, the five laws of gold. Um, just going yeah. through my notes, stole a lot of my thunder, which is a good thing. Um, Oh, like he talks more about debt and that professor. One part I really liked is that if you are in debt, live on 70% of what you make, save 10% for yourself, and use the remaining 20% to pay off all your debts. Yep. Right? So, I mean, uh, let's say you make 100 grand per year um, after taxes. I mean, you're going to take 20 and just attack debt. You're still going to pay yourself your ten grand, and then your expenses cannot exceed seventy thousand, no yep. matter what. And it's just another another way to look at it. You know, there's lots of debt reduction people out there, money people out there. Um, and I also really like the quote when he said, "Hard work is your is the best friend that I've yep, ever had." Exactly. You know, we work hard, good things probably exactly. happen. Yep. Yeah, you just got to get past a little bit of the the the, the thighs and the thous <laughs> and how could's to use. Um, it was a good yeah. book. It was good. I can see why people yeah, it's on their mouth. Sure. You know, for sure. Um, December's book. Um, let me pull it up here. Is the uh, McDonald's book? Um, mm. Grind. Grinding it out. Uh, let me pull. I, sh- I should have. I should have had. This is the Ray. Kroc. Oh yeah. Yep. By by Ray Kroc. Documentary. Ray Kroc, I believe. Uh, yep. Ray Kroc. Just one second here. Let me. I'm trying to. I don't want to get this wrong. Yep. Uh, grinding it out. By Ray Kroc with Robert Anderson. The making of McDonald's. Yep. So I'm super pumped for this one. Um, 
you know, obviously we all know how successful McDonald's is. And like, it's crazy because I was listening to this podcast, um, you know, it's a, a franchise podcast and they were talking about McDonald's and, you know, you hear about all these different burger joints, right? Like, you know, a lot of places that have great burgers and the guy on the podcast goes, how many times when you say like a great, like you name your top five great burger joint, like burgers that mm-hmm. McDonald's is on that list. It's not, it's never on the list. Yes. Yet these guys have built one of the best franchises yeah. in the history of franchises. It's never on the list, but they always, uh, yeah. uh, they sell the most sell burgers, the burgers right? for sure. So, yeah, so this is going to be a great book. I already, I already know. I can feel it. Um, so, yeah. Caleb, anything? No, man. It's going to be a good book. Um, the reason the Cooper and I continue to do these book clubs is because it makes sure that we are continuing to read and educate ourselves and gain wisdom and knowledge, which is a big, a big part of um, The Richest Man in Babylon. So yep. that's why we do it. Got to stay sharp. Stay hard as someone we like says. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, you know, just let us know how we can continue to to add value um, to you guys. So yeah. Anything else, Caleb? Another great, great episode, episode everybody, and see you next week.